Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Seems like I've spent my whole life hoping, dreaming of things I've never tried. Tangled in knots just waiting for my time to shine. Came untied. What if one day nothing stood in my way and the world was mine? Would it feel this fine? Cause I got the wind in my hair and a gleam in my eyes and an endless horizon. I got a smile on my face and I'm walking on. Hello and welcome back to Patreon with Cheese. I'm joined as always by my okayish friend, Liz Eston. How are you doing, Liz? I'm good. I'm not your just your okayish friend. Don't lie to these people. Yeah, I'm not at the good friend level with you yet. You just only consider me like, yeah, he's all right. He's an okay. okay friend. Okay. Um, Liz, we're back into the world of Tangled. Episodes four and five of The Tangled. Wait, isn't five and six? Wait, wait. Are we counting the pilot as its own episode? Yeah. I wasn't. I was counting that as episode zero. Pilot is episode one. No, pilots oh, no, are wait. episode zero. The, the the movie's episode zero. Yes. What? Wait. Which are we? We're doing are, two at a time. Uh, yeah. What episode are we on? We're episode five. Five and six. Five and yeah. six. You're right. You're right. You're right. Math is difficult for me. <laughs> um, both, we both studied communications. We're not good at math. Uh, I, forgive us. I hard agree. We we. Uh, you've heard me on musicals with cheese try to do basic math of years. <laughs> And I don't tend to do those well. Yeah. Um, but what's our first episode? What's it about? It's Cassandra a, versus Eugene. Which is a fan fiction in itself. <laughs> yeah, this that felt like a fanfic setup. This this there's a fan fiction based on this episode. I put money on that. <laughs> or this episode started as fanfic and then they hired the writer to True. do a And Cassandra was originally like an OC that someone wrote of themselves. Um yeah. A U O C. An AUOC of, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, so Rapunzel's sick of Eugene Cassandra's bullshit. She's sick of it. They're always fighting. Yeah. Um, it, because it, Cassandra's it, in love with Rapunzel. I'm just saying. It's either she's in love with Rapunzel or she's in love with Eugene, enemies to lover style. Honestly, it might just be a three way dynamic at this point. It could Ooh, go either throuple? way. Yeah. I've had friends that have been in throuples. It sounds it could like be a, a lot throuple. of work. Not Disney. Not Disney ever do a throuple. Man, they, they're not brave enough to do a throuple yet. They're not brave. They're not brave. But anyway, yeah, so she locks them into a dungeon and forces them to com- do puzzles to get out, which most Disney thing ever to solve a conflict. Yeah, Um. this is this is the problem I might have to bring up. Um. Do you feel that flanderization of Rapunzel? Because I still feel like Eugene and Cassandra and everyone else are very much characters. Rapunzel feels lost and like she has no story she has no game in any of the fights that are going on she is just a periphery to them i she's an excuse at this point i don't see her as a character maybe this will change later on but as of right now she is just a periphery to the leads which is weird because the show is about rapunzel if you take rapunzel out of the tower what do you do with her that's i think it's the problem the writers are having like what do we do with this person she's fully developed what can we do with her 
yeah, how do, like we don't want to give her undo the arc of the first one because of course we don't. That makes yeah. sense. Um, whereas I still really enjoy the arcs of everyone else. I enjoy Eugene. I enjoy Cassandra. I enjoy everything. Yeah, like there is an arc there with Rapunzel and her father, but they haven't talked since the movie. Y- yeah, there was hints at it in the first episode of the series proper but they tend to not focus on the drama they focus on the periphery to the drama which i get because it's a kid show and they need to have it be fun for the children but rapunzel can be have fun for the children and have her stories be about her you know yeah like you can you can have rapunzel have have a fun adventure and maybe have a conflict with her father like you could do both Oh, like I, you know what my favorite episode so far is? The one where she has a conflict with Richard Kind. Yeah, me too. Not just because of the Richard Kind of it all, but because she has a factual purpose in the narrative. This is basically the Flynn duology. Yeah. It's just Flynn. Well, last episode was Eugene um, P.I. too, so. Yeah. So it's about Eugene Eugene and Cassandra, but it's mostly about Eugene. Oh, okay, so it's been the Eugene Cassandra thing, because it wasn't Eugene Fitzherbert P.I. That was two episodes ago. The last one was Cassandra Cassandra and Rapunzel. That was another good one, because that actually brought Rapunzel into yeah. the drama. And it developed their friendship. Like, yeah. she needs to learn to listen. Like, that's a good lesson. There are some good lessons in all of they're these still, episodes. There's still good lessons. And this isn't us. Like, obviously, some episodes are going to focus on characters more or less, and that's fine. It just feels like Rapunzel has no place in her own tv show at the moment like the main focus of this episode was the fact that like eugene had to deal with shit from his past because they got ron perlman back somehow yeah uh big money big money to get hellboy back yeah they got hellboy back to voice two people because he plays two people (laughs) he's a talented actor he's He's the beast from beauty and the beast come on he is yeah, not the Beauty and the Beast you're thinking of, no. but the one from the 80s. The that Linda Hamilton awesome, one. and I definitely want to watch one day. <laughs> um, I remember, like, like it was either that or Jerry Springer, so you just watch that. <laughs> yeah. No, I saw Angelina B. had tweet recently, just like, I hope you're not watching inappropriate television, and <laughs> just, like, post just, like, a picture of that show. I mean, that's the accurate thing. I mean, I was in Detroit, and literally it was either Caillou... <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, or Jerry Springer if you're sick at home from school. Okay. Yeah, the price is right, but that was never my thing. Yeah, I think I, I think I went with Caillou for a bit. So. That little bastard, a little, a little ball headed, little shit. Yeah, I just went to Nickelodeon and put whatever on. Yeah, I mean Nickelodeon was on Nick Jr. all day, so that's that sucks. That's true. Or Cartoon Network is pretty good though. Pretty consistent. Yeah, I mean, in my day, it was just always Baby Looney Tunes, which also was just not my shit. Yeah. Depends what time you got there. Like, if you get a half day from school, it's just like, guess I'm watching Baby Looney Tunes at my grandma's house. Yeah, it's the only reason I watched Baby Looney Tunes back in the day. It gives you the vibe of not having to go to school. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, when, once you got older enough, you watch ABC Family, and it was like that 70s show all day. Well, Full House, and that 70s show eventually came on. It was just great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, I am a little jealous of the kids today, where... They could just have like tangled adventure whenever they want and just turn this on and enjoy the entire season. Like, yeah, why do you think Coco Melon has been in Netflix's top 10 for the past 15, what feels like 15 years? I've never even heard of Coco Melon. Coco Melon is a weird show that's animated and for babies. That's all I know about it. And it's all I want to know about it because it looks freaky. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's uh, very it's, freaky. It's one of those shows, like a couple of the Disney Plus things, where it's either for infants or for stoners. And there's there's no in between like like there's the atmosphere channels on disney plus where it's just like animation stuff and you just either pull up a baby in front of it and they see the pretty colors or you pop a stoner in front of it they're tripping out and they're seeing the pretty colors or you just go on twitch and hope bob ross is live for the next 24 hours and just no bob ross gives me too much anxiety the rest doesn't give me anxiety he does, because I'm like, oh no, he's gonna fuck up the painting. He's gonna he fuck never it up. fucks up the painting. I know, he's but you're Bob always Ross. worried. You're always worried he might. He's Bob Ross, he doesn't fuck up paintings. What a thing. He just fucks other women that aren't his wife. <laughs> and then Netflix made an unauthorized documentary about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I haven't seen it. <laughs> But back to Tangled, um, what did you think of this episode? Like, honestly, it felt like Eugene and Cassandra were about to fuck. <laughs> like, it gave those vibes. If this wasn't a children's show, I 
something was gonna happen between. Them. They have more sexual, like they. It's get. It, you know, when in movies where people get to the fighting and they fight so hard, then they start making out. Um, yeah, that trope. It felt like we had gone to that trope and surpassed it. Yeah, but then they had to remember that Eugene is in love with Rapunzel, and that's they're a thing. so trapped by the we ending. We established this in the last movie, and we can't fix it. We can't undo what we did. All the kids love these two together, even though there's an age gap that we don't talk about. So Yeah. He's canonically 26 in Tangle, guys. That's my age. And how old is she? She's 18 in I Tangle. Don't, let me just say this. As a fellow 26-year-old with a beard, being around an 18-year-old sounds like the most horrifying experience of my life. I'm 25, and that sounds... its I When I was, like, 23, I worked with, like, 14-year-olds, and that horrified me. So I was once with, like, a 21-year-old recently. I'm like, we, we have nothing in common. No. We, we are not similar in any way. No, no but I, I enjoyed this episode because well, I like Cassandra a lot yeah. as a character. I just feel really bad for Rapunzel because she's, like, getting sideline at the moment although there's still no songs yeah there hasn't been a song yet i i you got alan Menken and glenn slater and you're not writing songs i do hear from a lot of people that the first season kind of is them finding their footing and they just have yeah. to set up what the show is before they can kind of dive into the narrative yeah which makes sense this feels like a world building exercise right now yeah and it's fun to see the world um i also it, there's just stuff that makes me question like the more i know about the specifics of these people the more i'm like oh no like seeing the dungeons where the king just puts political prisoners and it's implied in later episodes that he just puts people that wreck his clothing in the dungeons sometimes and i'm like rapunzel your dad might be a monster yeah rapunzel we might have a problem yeah um so there's that side of it where i'm like oh no yeah I, I like I like Eugenie Cassandra. Good chemistry. Yeah, their chemistry is great. Also, by episode six, we finally agreed how to say her name. So thank you, Cassandra. God. <laughs> yeah, I think we agreed on. I think they agreed on Cassandra finally. Yes, but Eugene still says Cassandra because they recorded Zachary Levi in one day and one take for every line. <laughs> Zachary Levi was like, "I got shit to do. Bye." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this isn't a difficult vocal role for him. Where Mandy Moore, I feel like Mandy Moore is putting her at all into every yeah. line where she's like, I, like, especially like in the Richard Kind episode where she like puts on a character affectation that is actually yeah. a good character affectation. Like when I first saw her, I didn't know it was her right away. I was like, wait, is that Rapunzel? Oh, wait, it yeah. is. So Mandy Moore is putting her all in. Eden Espinosa is one of the best Broadway actresses there are. Yeah. Um, so of course she's going to nail it as Cassandra. Um, and Ron Perlman was on uh, the recordings to booth for like an hour and did a bunch of grunts. And then he went mm. and got lunch. Flynn Rider. Stop dead naming Eugene Fitzherbert, guys. <laughs> um, what, what? I mean, I, I like this episode a lot. Um, I like the fact that we set up that they're both orphans, which is something that really ties them together. And also kind of leads to the sexual tension where yeah. Rapunzel thought she was an orphan, but wasn't. And yeah. found parents, but these two are legit orphans. These are actual orphans. Or foster kids, as the Annie reboot would tell me to call them. No one cares for you a bit when you're a foster kid. <laughs> I'm not an orphan, I'm a foster kid. It's different. Yeah, yeah. I really no, like I liked how they connected on something personal that they didn't realize about each other. That was nice. Yeah. Which is a nice way to clear a conflict, even though they didn't completely clear it, which no, I appreciate. No, no, no. They immediately undid it. They both did a kind thing for the other. They saved each other. Even though then, yeah, they helped each other out. And normality like, restored. We'll try to get along. It might be a little hard, but we'll get there. We both love Rapunzel. Rapunzel yeah. is great. No we both one love can Rapunzel have... in probably the same exact way, but we're not going to say it out loud because this is a we Disney We both want to dive into that hair pile. Oh, God. Oh, God. He does get a kiss in episode six, which is like yes, uh, very surprising to me. Let's it was like, oh, affection. So next we have the return of Strongbow. Um, yes. James Monroe Iglehart is here so as good. he is so stinking good in everything he does. So good. I don't think he's capable of putting like a half-ass job into anything. No, no. So what happens in this episode, Liz? So we we start with a flashback, which reminds us that Flynn Rider was 18 eight years ago and reminds us of the prevalent age gap we don't talk about anymore anyway. <laughs> Hey, that, that's the reason why they have separate rooms. <laughs> because he's 26. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, we see a flashback, and 
Eugene is now is still Flynn, is hanging out with Strongbow, and steals a bunch of stuff, who is revealed later to be from the Queen, who yeah. is his future mother-in-law. Yeah. Honestly, I, how, is he closer in age to the Queen? He might be. I, you know what I would love if the the show would just cut to what Rapunzel was doing during that, and she's like playing with bro- blocks she's and like other eight. Gothels like a little tower. She's like ten years old, just like coloring, <laughs> and she just hears like a horse winning, like huh, weird. Donna Murphy's just like Rapunzel. We Rapunzel! need to brush your hair. I have a wrinkle on my forehead. <laughs> um, we need to yeah. fix it. But anyway, they steal a ring from the mom. This is real later to be the mom, so this is not significant right now. But anyway, then eight years later, Strongbow comes back because he needs Flynn for a job. Flynn he is like, do I go back to my thieving ways? He, or is it just like, I don't want to go back to my thieving ways, but can I help out my orphan buddy? Yeah, help my orphan friend, mm-hmm. who also has a fake name, and I yeah. forgot his real name. <laughs> it was Percival or something like that? Yeah, it was something way, with way too many syllables. Well, I mean, act- Eugene Fitzherbert is fill- yeah. filled with them. Yeah, it's a running it's a running thing in this show. All thieves have longer names with more syllables that are their actual names. They're dweeby names. Oh They're my god, names. Percival! Meanwhile, Varian over here is like a dweeb with the shortest name humanly possible. Um, he's an incel. Varian is an incel, confirmed. Um, I... Anyway, they go on an adventure. Yeah, they go on an adventure. They steal from a rich person, a baron. They steal from a baron. Who are they getting revenge on? Because they took all the stuff that they stole fair and square. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how thieving works. Yeah, I don't know the rules of thieving. I, I don't play enough D&D for this. Not me either. So I'm scared. I'm slightly scared of D&D. But... Ooh, you and I should play D&D because I'm terrible at D&D. Oh, God. Have you ever listened to my D&D podcast I used to be on? I haven't, no. It was me, Tommy, Christy, and Emily. Um, and I played a dwarf that likes stealing everything. And anytime I was in any situation, I would just try to steal something. Like, any situation. And I would just get... I would get very lucky dice rolls anytime I tried to steal anything. I would just piss off the DM so much. Oh, He's just like, why can't you have a normal quest? Why do you have to jump to the end by getting the item I set up to be really big later? Oh, God. <laughs> You're just causing chaos. Yes, I was an agent of chaos, and I had a blast. And then now the show isn't going anymore. Not surprised. <laughs> Nobody likes it when I just bring chaos to the DMs with. Jesse McAnally, agent of chaos. <laughs> Put that in a business card. Um, but I like James Monroe Iglehart. I liked the character a lot. Like, yeah, he doesn't want to ruin Finn's Flynn's life. He does not really want to make his life worse off. He still genuinely cares and likes him. And when he sees he's in trouble, he's trying to stand by him, which is very, very refreshing. Yeah, it's nice that he's not just a just showed up to commit crime and then abandoned his friend. But it is weird that the first person of color to be set up with a name in this show is a thief. Is a thief. <laughs> Slightly slight issue with that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the optics there. <laughs> Cassandra think... could have been a black woman. There could have been a lot of things. Yeah, but I think based on the casting alone, he'll probably come back and yeah. then he'll do better things. So. Yeah. Because even when he was in Kimmy Schmidt, he kept coming back. Yeah, exactly. But of course you bring him back. Like, he he's puts, a lot of fun. He, he's so good. He's so good. Even mm-hmm. though I haven't seen Kimmy Schmidt because I quit after season two, I think. So. I mean, he was in season one of Kimmy Schmidt, so. He was? I do yeah. not remember anything about Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> he was the, the the Broadway performer that Titus is up against. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were both trying out for Spider-Man. Too many Spider-Men. <laughs> Too many Spider-Men. <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt had some in gold show. in the first first season it was the best first season kimmy schmidt's great yeah <laughs> everyone goes in a weird direction i i i like tina fey a lot but she has some questionable choices i don't i do not i do not say she never has made a bad choice no no like the multiple n-words and mean girls 100 percent. that is a baffling choice yes yes also the native american aspect of kimmy schmidt which is poorly handled or the asian american aspect of kimmy schmidt which is even more poorly handled uh a lot of it is poorly handled yeah i will say it's strange how much better 30 rock is aged than kimmy schmidt and 30 rock even has moments that really haven't aged well you know like the statutory rape plot line with like 
Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Oh my god. I watched. I was really bored last week, so I watched. That's my boy. That's a big statutory rape reveal. Yeah. There. I went to the Wikipedia page and it recommended I look up. I read about Mary Kay Letourneau. That's a. That's. <laughs> it's a really bad movie. Never was watch I talk- it. I was talking about to Nando V movies off mic about Mary Kay Letourneau. <laughs> When we did our episode on the Nightman Cometh. What well, Mary Kay Turner and the Nightman Cometh too? I don't know how it came up. We were just talking. Oh, we were talking about some famous person that was defending Mary Kay Letourneau. Oh no! Don't defend Mary Kay Letourneau. Like, hey, I, she did nothing wrong. Yeah, oh, she did. It was Bill Maher. Bill Maher was defending. Oh, of course, it was Bill freaking Maher. Hardcore defending her, like, come on, they're in love, and now they're married. Like, they were a... married. She's dead now. What? Yeah, she died. How old? How much older was she? A lot. I don't remember. Was she ninety-seven? She think she was in her nineties, late eighties. I don't remember when she died. Oh my! Uh, but I remember reading this article, and I found that she died. So, but they actually got divorced before she died. Okay. So he divorced her because he realized what was incorrect about the Oh, she just died like a year ago. This is a recent addition. She was 58. So, oh, God. Yeah, the more I read about the, oh, God. Yeah, there's a lot of detail in this Wikipedia article. Like there is and there isn't. Like it's five paragraphs, but they're five intense paragraphs. Yeah, they are. Oh, God. (laughs) Rape is still rape, even if you're a woman. Rape is always rape. <laughs> yep. A 12-year-old cannot give consent. Yep, especially when it's their teacher. There is a power imbalance found there. Oh, God. But even if they're not a teacher, a 12-year-old cannot give consent. Yeah. Um... Just don't. Just don't. <laughs> Tangle. Tangle. I love when we're talking about a children's show. We go to random Mary I don't even know how he got to Mary Kay. Oh, because of That's My Boy. Because that's 30 Rock. That's my boy, Mary Kay Latrell. Isn't the twist in 30 Rock that her, like, Lonely Island guy's girlfriend is cheating on him with her brother? Yep. What a classy, classy yep. movie. Yeah, it's it's super classy. I, I like to imagine after the movie, Leighton Meester immediately fired her agent. Um, Because she was in The Roommate the year prior, which is a really bad horror movie that is trying to be a basic instinct, but set in college. And then she did That's My Boy. And then I imagine she called her agent and fired them. What has she been in since then? I do not remember. She she just quit acting. That's just like, I'm done. I don't think she's done. I think she's been in smaller things that I have not paid attention to. But also, the guy who's playing her brother is the guy from This Is Us. Which guy? Taser Milo. Face? I can't say his last name. Not Chris. Chris. No, whatever. the guy who plays the dad. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, and all the flashbacks because he's not alive. <laughs> Spoilers for Gilmore This Is Girls. Us. Yeah, which is also his Mandy Moore in it, which means we're back on track. Back on too tangled. Um. We circled all the way back to the actual there. It's like playing, like, wasn't that the game Six Hitler? Six Degrees of Kevin B. Oh, yeah, but the Wikipedia version is Hitler, where if you look up anything, if it takes, how many clicks does it take you to get back to Hitler? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I like this episode a lot. Um, Eugene sticks by his guns. Um, they set up a lot of his past, and his relationship with Rapunzel's mother, strangely, like, is really, really well executed here. Yeah. No, I, I like how she, like, saw the change in him. Like, he he admitted to his wrongdoing. Even though Rapunzel was like, let's just do some schemes to get make sure this doesn't happen. Character like, development or not undoing the character work done in the movie. No. Which I was worried about, because I was like, Eugene is still obsessed with his own face. Like, I mean, he, that was never a part of his arc. That's true. It wasn't personal. I mean, if I looked like that, I would be obsessed with my face. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. 
So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Um, I, I just imagine Zachary Levi. You know how I got a face like this? I just sat down and prayed really hard. And you know what? If if you do it too, maybe one day you'll have great rewards. Hands a Bible. <laughs> Hands you a Bible. Think about it. <laughs> and then I would say no, but I will still make out with you. <laughs> Uh, I'm married. Um, very happily married to my wife. Um, very, very happily married to my wife in the church. My wife is Jesus. I'm pretty yeah. sure she actually is a wife. The only person to come in my wife aside from me is Jesus. Oh God. Oh God. Uh, uh, oh God. Remember, if you have too much sex, you become a chewed up piece of gum. Yes, pay off to like previous episodes, but yes, which recently that's on the main feed now. As yeah, yeah. The day we're recording this. So. Oh yeah, you're right. How do you... <laughs> I remember this because my significant other reminded me that it was up. <laughs> oh, so did your significant other listen to the everybody's talking about Jamie episode? He did actually. He did. I'm not gonna lie, it's whack as fuck because those are like so many months old. So like someone mentions. Something like for Catholic schools, I was like, "What the fuck do we say about Catholic?" Yeah, schools? No, he asked. He asked me like, "Do you remember what he said?" Like, I like, when you record, like I don't know, four months ago. <laughs> I don't remember. All I remember is talking about the the chewed gum and the used tape metaphor that abstinence-only educators used to talk about sex, which I think about all the time for some reason. Yeah, is it bother you still that Rapunzel doesn't wear shoes yet? Oh. It- fully bothers me i mean i know she's me okay actually now that i think about it maybe this is the reason why rapunzel's being fridged in her own show because they're still dealing with the fact that the king has like forced her to stay home so she can't uh, really do anything she can't do anything okay that makes sense that's what that's why she's basically a back a lamp <laughs> <laughs> she's forced to stay in whereas folks like cassandra and eugene can travel and do other things and have fun yeah. And it makes sense they're not talking right now because this is a big conflict and it's hard to talk about. Yeah, I will say that she does have scenes with her dad in the next episode after this one. Oh. And it is not addressed. Oh, God. It yes, is all about cheated everybody. Eugene. We were supposed to only watch two episodes and he watched three. I did. I, I, I just had it on. I was working and I didn't want to stop it. I was in a vibe. I might just like binge the whole season. I'm not going to lie. The show's good. Guys. I, I wanted to binge it because just to get it through. Just like I want to keep going because yeah, because the show's good. Watching a show like this, two episodes at a time, is a weird thing. It's just like I want to keep going, or even four episodes at a time, which is how we usually do. Yeah, we usually do. We do four at a time, which is like a good binge, like a couple hours. Like, yeah, that that's like a good evening. Yeah, I, I not a bracelet. Sometimes while I watch it, it's great. 
Yeah, I've been doing storyboards for my film um, while I'm doing it. So, yeah, it's very, very good background noise. Like, you can still... It's yeah. for kids. So what was the message of these two episodes? Uh, episode five. The message is to understand our differences and we try to get along, people. Okay. We're all different. So that's okay. The, the next one is uh, don't lie. Admit to your faults. Um, Stick to your guns. Stick to your guns. Uh, admit your, to your wrongdoings. And you know what? If you do steal, give to an orphanage. Yeah, just, just if you do steal, um, run to a, your nearest orphanage. Yeah, that's good read advice. A, read a fantasy book. Take the name of that character and make it your own name. Wow. I'm going to be Bilbo Baggins. I'm going to be Katniss Everdeen. I'm going to be Cat Piss Never Clean, named for my favorite actress, Jennifer Lawrence, because she smelt really bad and peed in the woods. Amazing. She's relatable. She's relatable. She eats pizza. Oh, God. <laughs> Isn't I, she I, wacky? I look back on the interviews with, oh, what's what's the kid's name? The kid from The Hunger Games. Uh, Josh Hutcherson? Yeah. All his interviews are like, oh, yeah, don't you love Jennifer? And she, he just kind of was like, I mean, yeah, she's fine, but you guys know she's fucking nuts, right? <laughs> like, dead serious. She's like, I'm not going to date her. She's a fucking weirdo. I mean, she agreed to me and don't look up. She's fucking, she's fucking crazy. Yeah, and I, I felt like, oh, that was just him playing it up. But like, considering how she behaves and how she acts and like all that, I'm like, maybe she is just kind of the pick, ultimate pick me girl. Yeah, the ultimate yeah. bad Cinderella. <laughs> bad Cinderella. The ultimate Tumblr girl from 2012. Really though. Yeah, I mean, now she's married with a kid, so maybe times are a changing. But yeah, it's okay. Let let let's put career into perspective really quick. I know we're not untangled, but let me yeah, talk about fine. this. Kate Winslet, when she's twenty three, <laughs> looks like she fits along with all the grown ups in her films. She fits perfectly into all Jane Campion's work. She fits perfectly in Titanic. She, in fact, looks older than her co-star in Titanic, which people then, therefore, feel it's okay to call her fat because the 90s. Uh, fuck that noise. Yeah, I mean, but she, Kate Winslet fits right into prestige movies and looks like she fits in wiser beyond her years. Jennifer Lawrence looks like a child playing dress-up in every David O. Russell film she's in. Especially American Hustle. She doesn't yeah. look like she belongs there. Or even Joy. Uh, I, I didn't even bother to see Joy. Or Silver Lining's Playbook. Even then, she kind of feels like, hey, this is an act. Oh, yeah. No, Joy was coming out back in the old days when we could go to movie theaters and not panic about uh, terrible things happening to us. Yeah. So, and I would go to the movies out with my dad, and the Joy trailer would be there every time I went to a movie. So every time, my dad would be like, "I'm never seeing Joy. I'm so sick of this trailer." And I think he saved me from a lot of pain in the end. So I mean, thank goodness. Thanks, Dad. It's just a boring movie. Um, yeah, it looked so fucking boring. I was like, <sighs> David O. Russell. I like Silver Linings Playbook. American Hustle is a movie. I don't have feelings about it. Oh. I don't like this Silver Linings Playbook at all. I have mine Silver Linings Playbook, but I haven't seen it since like 2013. So, Or, or the X-Men movie. She does not fit in those movies with the James McAvoy's and Michael Fassbender's of it. I mean, by the time she gets to like the third one, she doesn't want to be there. Yeah. She's here at a contractual obligation. She's like, I do not want to be in these movies. I'm here with my ex-boyfriend. This is awkward. Do you say what you will about James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender. They put 150% of their bussy in every single one of those oh, yeah. movies. Even in like James McAvoy and those like M. Night Shyamalan movies I haven't seen because they're questionable portrayals of mental health. I mean, I have I I have a thought about that like split it's basically revealed that he's not a human being so it's not mental health that's true like he's basically a creature which i'm like all right you sidestepped the mental health aspect right there good night good job m night you I, I that that's what made that side of it i'm like oh it isn't you trying to represent mental health multiple personalities or what is it bpd bipolar personality uh, disorder. did this initiative yeah Either way, it was identity disorder. It wasn't that. It was something different and fantasy and stupid, and I liked it. <laughs> I'm not really good when he's being stupid. The happening is so much fun to watch. I know. Even like the visit, the parts where it's like kind of dumb and stupid, it's great. Like when the grandma's just being a weirdo, and she's like, get in the oven, get in the oven. And I'm like, this is so stupid. I love it. This is great. I like the visit a lot. <laughs> Even though the twist is super obvious, I don't care. I'm like, this is great. Everybody's just having stupid fun with no money. It's great. 
Yeah, I did not like this. It's really stupid. The kid's rapping. Grandpa's shoving diapers in his face. I thought it was funny. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't give a shit. Blowhouse gave me like a million dollars to make whatever. And I'm in this house. Let's just do it. What was the thing I was watching? So I was watching The Happening with Miranda. And I'm like, this movie's so bad, but it'll be so much fun. And she, I'm just laughing my ass off at all the people dropping from the roof. And she's like, what is wrong with you? This is horrifying. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're the M. Night audience. I got it. Uh, did she laugh for the guy who was like laid down in front of the lawnmower? It was just like, take me away. No, but I laughed when I realized like the, the private that shows up and is like really nervous. That is Kendall from Succession. I was like, what? Kendall Roy? <laughs> Kendall Roy, he's like, oh, Jesus crackers. Oh, God, I need to watch that show. Succession's so good. I try. I've tried watching it a couple times, but just haven't been able to get into it. I, the, I'm in the middle of a TV show gap, so I might actually do. I it. will say the first season. Actually, I have a lot of thoughts about Succession. <laughs> um, I think that every season's basically the same, where it builds up and builds up, and then something really incredible and like world shattering happens in the last episode of the first or every season, and then somehow in the first episode of the next season, that's like, oh, let's get things back to normal. <laughs> So you're describing every HBO drama ever made. Yeah, but when it's good, it's really, really yeah. good. Yeah, Game of Thrones has a problem in the back end where it's like something big happens and it's like, whatever, who cares? I never watched any of Game of Thrones except for the last season. Okay, I watched the first season and the last season. It's a very interesting contract. I know. I've seen all of it. I, I watched the first season when it first aired and I was like, that was pretty good. But I think I'm good on this because I only like Sean Bean and I didn't yeah. really care. And then I just did. And my girlfriend got really into it and like really pumped for the last season. I was like, I'll watch the last season with you. I watched a YouTube summary and then I sat down and I'm like, this is As long as that YouTube summary an hour? There's a lot that happened. It was like 45 minutes. It okay. gave me enough. That makes sense. I got it. I got enough to be like, all right, the, we want the aunt and nephew to fuck each other. And they did. Yeah. They did. And Not now you, the aunt's got a, kind of got a murder bone or got to kill your aunt that you fucked. Yeah, I got to kill that aunt of yours. <laughs> I thought Daenerys is fine with him being her nephew. Like, we're too poor related. Who cares? I mean, who in this show, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Like, if my ne like her nephew is Kit Harrington. I get it. Like... <laughs> Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't think there's any situation where I'd be cool with fucking my niece or no. Nephew. I would never fuck my niece or nephew. Even I if my aunt looked like Amelia Clark, I don't think I could bring myself to do it. Yeah, no, I'm just saying if I was Daenerys' shoes and my nephew looked like Kit Harrington, I'd be like, this is wrong. But you're also kind of hot. So yeah, have you watched the Eternals yet? No. I have not been so cock-teased by Kit Harrington and been so disappointed. I know, I heard he's barely hating. He's in it for like five seconds in the opening That's... scene and then doesn't show up until the end. That's bullshit. I want to see Richard Matt and Kit Harrington work together again. God damn they it. They did have one brief moment together and then we kind of move on. Oh, I hate that. I've, I've, yeah. made two, I've made so many thumbnails for Eternals for my other job, but I have not yet to see it. I don't. I don't think I'd be very interested to hear what you think. I really respect the movie. Like, yeah, I got cocktees with uh, Kit Harrington and didn't get it. Um, I find the movie endlessly fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks interesting. Like, it's interesting way to approach it. I'll give Chloe's out credit for that. But like, I don't know. All the marketing was just like, this is an art movie, but with it, action. I was like, eh. it kind of is though. I know. I know. Like, basically, it's about a bunch of senior citizen robots trying to cause an abortion. Yeah. At, at the long and short of it, that's the plot of Eternals. <laughs> I mean, Kumail Nanjiani got real buff for this, so maybe it and is he, worth watching. He basically fucks off for the end action sequence. He's like, I'm done. I'm not going to get involved. And <laughs> I have all these abs, but, like, I'm not going to. I'm just going to run. <laughs> Do you, like, he's looking, like, a little too buff now. Oh, he's so buff. Like, like, hold on. There was like one shot of him like going to his car, and I'm like, you, you look like Arnold in. You look like Arnold in like a '90s movie. Like, hold on. Like he, his neck and his body are basically the same size at this point. Oh God. Hold on. Let me just send it to you. I can show it to you. Hold on. We, we're living oh, yeah. that life now. Oh yeah, we're. <laughs> We're we're not on Discord. For yeah, life. I'm I'm living that streamyard life. Streamyard uh, life. <clears throat> yeah, enjoy this, patrons. Like, he, oh wow, 
Like, look well, at his Adam's apple is the size of a like. Look so... at that. Yeah, he doesn't have a neck anymore. Like, I don't mean to talk body shamey because he looks great, good on him if this is what he wants. But my God, dude. Yeah. There's a time to say, you know what? Maybe that's good enough. I mean, that's what he wants to do with his body. Like, I fully respect him. Yeah. But I do, I do notice his neck is uh, becoming a part of his body. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So I love how Silicon Valley is recommended for this, even though on that show he had no muscle. I, I don't have a lot of negative things to say about Kumail Nanjiani. And no, what he's his a delightful human. Um, the big sick offends me to a guttural level. Why? It, 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 there's an entire scene where he burns a bunch of portraits of brown Muslim women because they're not as good as the white woman he found. Oh, uh, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. You know, where we have a bunch of brown Muslim women caricatures that aren't good enough because they aren't the cute white girl I found. That is a good point. Even though that cute white girl's his legit actual wife. It, it's something that bothers me because I live in Michigan and, you know, the only place where there's a lot of, like, I'd say the biggest hub of, like, Muslim people in America is Dearborn, Michigan. Yeah. Outside of, like, their actual countries. So I, I know them very well. And one of my favorite things is just when you have people in their hijabs and they're just, like, rapping. It's my favorite thing in the world. They have they are so joyous and so happy. And it br brings me joy to see that. And then they just bothers me every time. They're just such a bore in every film that they are. Because no white person is really able to represent them as humans aside of outside of caricatures yeah that's a good point that's just a thing that bothers me that is a good point also i haven't seen the big second in a while yeah i only watched it because at the time i was running a film magazine and i had to do a top 10 list and i didn't have enough writers so i had to watch the big sick real quick be like i guess the big sick is getting on the list and no one wants to write a blurb and do you know who like like there's a scene where kamel nanjiani goes on a date with one of the Muslim girls and it's Heather from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh my God, I didn't I didn't know that. And I'm like, that's, that's the better choice. That's the better choice. Yeah, go with Vela Lavelle. Look at her. She beautiful. Like, I know, patrons, you're like, get back to Tangled. I want cheese ratings. Um, yeah, but she looked incredible in the big sick too. And I'm like, really? You're going to pick everything. Even in Greatest Girlfriend, she's wearing like baggy, like baggy stuff and like beanies all the time. She's like, you look great. I wish I could look like that wearing a beanie. Yeah. Um, hold on. Let me share my screen again. And then we'll give some cheese ratings. And yeah, call so it we'll a give day. cheese ratings. Promise. Oh, I can have an extra camera here. That's cool. I didn't know that. We're learning things on StreamYard live on air. Hey, hey, when else am I going to learn to be better at this? I know, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Important skill to have. Oh, God, she looks incredible. Right? Oh, God, she's so pretty. Oh, my God. And then we got Zoe Kazan, who's fine. Yeah, she does look like Emily Gordon, though, to her credit. Okay, so? <laughs> Just, I like Zoe Kazan. I like her a lot. She does kind of look like Emily Gordon. Uh, I like Zoe Kazan. I really hated Ruby Sparks, though, and that film. That's her ultimate movie. That is like the film that sums up Zoe Kazan in a. Yeah. Paul Dano and Zoe Kazan's relationship in a nutshell. Are they still together? I think so. Good for them. I mean, they seem like they'd still be together. I mean, that's what I say every time I hear about Sam Taylor Johnson. Oh, God. Yeah, no, they're still married. Yeah, I don't gross. like it, but they're still married. Like, he starred in her film when he was 18, and they're 18. married now. No, I think it was even worse. It was, like, 17. Done so much worse. Yeah, I think it was 17, and they got married when he turned 18. Wow, that's a real Flynn Rider. <laughs> Flynn Rider. <laughs> Remind, just a quick reminder, Flynn Rider is 26. <laughs> 26. Same age as me, and I do not want to date an 18-year-old. Yeah. I'm almost 26. <laughs> When's your birthday? September. That's common. That's common. I know. I know. Luckily, my significant other turned 26 before me. So, yeah, uh, my significant other still has a couple of years to go. So, valid, valid. My, me, me and my partner are only like four months apart from each other because I was born at a weird time. So, that's fine. Um, so, I guess I can talk about this on here because knowing the Patreon, um, I'm surprising my partner with a trip to Salem for their 25th birthday that's october it's halloween so we're gonna have halloween in salem i love it very sweet yeah yeah i'm proud of that one that's um cool love cool love 
you know i saw hades town with my uh my partner um last weekend oh how was it it was great i saw it uh in the city that i'm nearby um was it philadelphia yes it was was it will smith was there (laughs) will smith was there no 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 no, I, I was not there, but that's a big marketing thing for people from Phil- near Philly. It's like Will Smith grew up here, so yeah, he never comes back. So like, what do you want? All we have is M Night, who keeps coming back. It's just like I'll give M Night credit. I like the fact that he shoots all his films in his town, except for Old, which is notable only because there's no beaches in Philly. So man, so anyway, I saw him Philly. It was very good, and even my my partner even enjoyed it. Which he's not a mu- musical theater person, so yeah. Appreciate Very good that. tour. Great tour. Yeah, it's a great tour, even though uh, Hermes is played by a white dude. Just Okay, so fun fact about that. Um, I saw it twice because, you know, the first weekend I bought tickets and the second weekend I got free tickets. Yeah. First weekend we had Hermes Understudy, which I don't know if you see that saw them in the ensemble, but there is a larger African-American guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was Hermes, and he was great. He was Hermes? Yes, he was great Hermes. I wish I saw that. <laughs> he was so good. And then the next weekend, we got white Hermes, and I'm like, this isn't working for me. This white is not Hermes working is for weird. me. It's weird. You're making some choices here, and I don't agree with them. Yeah, my partner did not know Hermes was supposed to be not, was not originally played by a white guy, and I during intermission I was like by the way hermes is like not supposed to be a, not originally a white dude and they're like i can tell well that's kind of kind of but not always like in the new york theater workshop version it was uh chris um yeah it was a white dude back then yeah yeah and he did fine yeah, he but did that's fine, just yeah. a different interpretation that andre de shields stepped in and changed the character to fit he's like more... and now everyone's doing an andre de shields impression that's the problem like make it your own do the chris chris version the yeah. taser face version yeah seriously just oh yeah i forgot he was taser face <laughs> that poor soul He's old. Oh, that's another Patrick Page connection. God damn it. Yeah. Everything is connected to Patrick Page. Yeah. Patrick. Okay, so I had a jump, Patrick Page jump scare recently. I was just okay. reading this article about a woman that has pain with sex and all that. And then it's like, she's like, I've kept this a secret for so many years. I just want people, women to know that if it is something that you deal with, you have to talk about, which is important. Um, it is. But then it's like her and her husband, Patrick Page, have been together 26 years, and he she, he was not aware of this until recently. I was like, what? Is it the same? And then I look, it's the same Patrick Page! The things you learned about Patrick Page. This man is a legend. I don't want to imagine Patrick Page having sex. I don't think anyone does. Thanks, article. You read it. I'm kidding. I didn't expect I, I, I know. went into it for one reason, came out with other stuff. I know. I, Patrick Page jump scares are the worst jump scares. Um, I want to make right. a horror movie and include a Patrick Page jump scare. Somehow. And then he just... Honestly, if Guillermo del Toro was going to do the Haunted Mansion, um, Patrick Page. the butler. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be perfect caster. It was originally... It was the Eddie mortals. Murphy movie, the guy who played Terrence Stamp. Terrence, yeah, Terrence Stamp in the Eddie Murphy movie. He, yeah, that was good casting, too. Yeah, I don't hate that Eddie Murphy. I don't so. hate that movie. <laughs> Yeah, it has some still. amazing Rick Baker special effects, practical effects in that yeah. film. Also, it that is... set is so pretty. Yes, I want to live on that set. Like, if you take the mise en scène for that movie and then just take Eddie Murphy out, take Eddie Murphy trying to act out like great movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, at least it's something to look at. Yeah, it's very pretty to look at. It's like Crimson Peak. It's a very pretty movie, but I love Crimson Peak. The plot is nonsensical and the acting is weird. What? How dare you say that about Crimson Peak? The plot makes perfect sense. The brother and sister are fucking and murdering other women. Yeah, but still it's stupid. <laughs> I haven't you... seen it since 2015. I saw it in theaters. In I college, saw it in theaters too. So maybe I should watch it again. I gotta watch Nightmare Alley anyway because it's on streaming, oh, I did so not I can't like... watch it. I did not like Nightmare Alley at all. Well, it's not for best picture nominations are bad this year, apparently. Yeah, I really did not like Nightmare Alley at all. I really hope West Side Story wins best picture. I do too. Wouldn't that but be it'll funny? It'll probably be Don't Look Up. Are you shitting me? That is the ultimate green book choice, though. It's probably going to be Don't Look Up. You know what, Liz? You and I should have an Oscars night where we just cover the Oscars. I never watch the Oscars. We should. We can, we can monetize it. We can monetize it. Come on. I'm fine. I don't even know when the Oscars are. I'm sure this musical theater musical theater fan base will love us complaining about the Oscars. 
Well, a music multiple musicals are nominated. That's true. It's, it's vaguely connected. West Side Story, Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, yeah. Ariana DeBose. We kind of set up our thirst for Ariana DeBose. When are the Oscars? Sometime in March, February. I don't know. Okay, because I got I to gotta watch West Side Story. When are the Oscars? March 27th. Okay, good. West Side Story will be on Disney Plus by then, so I'll yeah. have seen it. So. Yeah. Um, either way, what's your overall thoughts of these two episodes of Rapunzel and your cheese rating? Uh, I like both these episodes. I think the messaging was good. It wasn't like the last time where one had a very confusing message. Yeah. Yeah. Still like how everybody. Uh, so I'm going to give um, episode five Beast Cheese. <laughs> um, 80s Beast Cheese. Oh, not the one you're thinking of. Uh, and I'm going to give episode six uh, uh, cheese I stole from my parents' kitchen. That's fair. Um, I like these two episodes a lot so much that I wanted to keep watching the series, as it's as I, we previously <laughs> said. Um, so the first episode, Cassandra versus Eugene, I'm gonna give that a flaming hot Cheeto because it's spicy. It's spicy. <laughs> um, and the next episode, the thieves' cheese, I'm gonna give it um, uh, any cheese from Tom and Jerry that Jerry has stolen from Tom. What a thief he is. Yeah, what a thief. He's just but, trying to live, though. Yeah, but we'll see you next time on Patreon with Cheese. Thank you for listening. Say goodbye, Liz. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.